0: If you want to see God's view of things, look at some of the passages of Scripture in the Old Testament. It's not that we go by Old Testament law. We don't. But we can really see clearly God hating certain things that people do. In Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 22, we read, Neither shalt thou set, Thee up any image which the Lord thy God hateth. God hates the setting up of religious images. Jesus explained it to the woman of Samaria when he met the woman at the well as she was coming to get water, and he told her he was living water that she would thirst again after drinking of the natural water, but if she drank of the water that he gave her, she would never thirst again. And she said, Oh Lord, give me that water. So they began a conversation. And this Samaritan woman said, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. And then she asked him a question. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Neither one of these places are the place to worship. Ye worship ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. I left Texas in the year 2019 and moved to Colorado, put a house up for sale in Texas. And one day, the realtor mentioned that another one of their realtors had gone over to our house and planted a little idol in the courtyard garden for luck in order for the house to sell. Oh, we were so shocked. This woman was a Catholic woman and she was planting idols in the courtyard for luck. That's a form of witchcraft. If you believe in anything other than the word of God, Jesus the things God brings down from heaven if you believe in any images in any form of images in anything you can see with your natural eye you are worshiping by your own flesh and that will work and Jesus said in John chapter 4 ye worship ye you know not what you don't even know what you're worshiping We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. Now, verses 23 and 24. But the hour cometh, says Jesus, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him Must worship Him in spirit and in truth. If you can see this object with your natural eye that you have set up, you have set up an image for worship. If you put a cross in your bedroom, if you put candles, if you put some kind of religious pictures that you consider to be religious, you are not worshiping in spirit and in truth. Your worship is in vain. You're trusting in The seen instead of the unseen. It's a terrible thing and God hates it. We have many scriptures telling how much God hates graven images. It's a horrible thing to do this. And once again, Deuteronomy 16.22. Neither shalt thou set thee up any image, religious image, which the Lord Thy God hateth. Deuteronomy 16.22 And John 4. Jesus says we must worship in spirit and in truth. Several years ago, a Baptist woman wanted me to come to see her memorial, which she had set up to Jesus. She had taken her husband's office. He had died. And she set up a memorial on a bookshelf if you can see it with your natural eye you're setting up an image a religious image and you are not worshiping God in spirit and in truth and you're even leading other people to try to worship by images there was a man in our church group many years ago who went to a religious meeting and then he came back and said, oh, it was so wonderful. It was just so wonderful. And two or three times he said that to me. And finally I woke up and said, well, what, what was so wonderful about it? He said, oh, at the end of the table they had three large crosses covered with flowers. This man's religion was in vain. He's really hasn't been with us for years. At one point, he tried to come back among us, but he was once again worshiping fleshly things, things he could see with his natural eye. That won't work. If you're doing that, you're not worshiping God. You've set up an idol, an image. I know a Catholic woman who has placed a medallion on the passenger seat of her sun visor on the passenger side. It's some type of a medallion that's supposed to protect you. I'm pretty sure they call them St. Christopher medallions. If that is what you are using for protection, you are worshipping an image. You've set up an image. I just shudder when I see World War II movies where soldiers going into battle, and before they go into the battle, they kneel down in front of a man that is obviously a Catholic priest having on a Catholic garment and a cross around his neck. And they have crosses, and they're bowed down, and they're holding on to the cross that's around their neck, and they're trusting in medallions for their salvation. They're about to go into a war where they could be blown to smithereens and they're bowing down and holding on to a, an object, a fleshly object made by man, by human hands. I just shudder at this. So many people think they're born again and then later in life, God reveals himself to them and they're really born again and they see everything differently. There's a story of uh, Pam Paget's great aunt. She'd worked at the Baptist church all her life. Anytime anything needed to be done, Aunt Eunice was at the Baptist church doing it. Her daughter said she's been a Christian all her life. No one has been a Christian all their life. If they say they've been a Christian all their life, you can depend on the fact they're not born again. Those people who are born again have God revealed to them himself. And then they're born again. But if you're just at a church doing works and have never had God reveal himself to you, you're not born again. Anyway, Aunt Eunice worked at the Baptist Church all her life. When she was about 83, she was born again. God revealed himself to her. And then she began saying, I thought I was a Christian before this, but I haven't been a Christian until now. And at a family reunion, Pam was sitting next to Aunt Eudice's eldest daughter. And Aunt Eudice stood up and said to the whole group, I'm born again. Now I'm born again. I thought I was a Christian, but I wasn't. And now I am. Her eldest daughter said to Pam, I don't know why Mother's doing this. Everybody knows she's always been a Christian. She was at the Baptist church all the time. If anything ever needed to be done, she was at the Baptist church doing it. And now she's saying this all of a sudden. I don't know what's wrong with her. And Pam, who was born again, was thrilled over what was said. And then as Pam and her dad came home in their car from that meeting, Pam said, oh, wasn't that wonderful what Aunt Eunice said? He did not even recognize Aunt Eunice had said anything. Salvation is of God. Later in life, Pam called her mother one day, And her mother began telling Pam what she had been reading in the Bible. She was born again. She had gone to the Catholic Church all her life, and now she's born again. Or, like Aunt Eunice, who'd gone to the Baptist Church all her life, and now she's born again. They're no longer talking about the things you see with your natural eye, about people and what people say and all this stuff. Now they're talking about what they've read in the Bible. That is a very good sign. And sometimes they're in their 80s or 90s or at the point of death. And God reveals himself to them and they're born again. Before you are born again, if you are a religious person, very often you are telling people about what you did after you are born again, you are telling these people about that which God did. There is an enormous difference in it. I've heard people say they went forward and were baptized at church. Or I've heard people say, oh, I had communion at church Sunday. I've heard a man say, oh, I went forward at this meeting and I received Jesus. If God revealed himself to you and you went forward and were baptized. That's one thing. But if you just went forward and were baptized because that's the thing they told you you should do, your religion is in vain. It is only when God reveals himself to us that we are born again. We have an example of this in the Bible. Matthew chapter 16 Jesus had gone around and he would see one person and he'd say follow me and that person would get up and follow him and he had 12 apostles who followed him where he went now in Matthew chapter 16 start at verse 13 when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi He asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock the revealed word of God. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. It is that word that is revealed to the individual by God that causes that individual to know God and to be born again. God chooses that individual. The individual doesn't choose God. God chooses us, and he gives us his name and his spirit to live in us, to teach us and to guide us and to lead us. As long as we live on this earth, he chooses us. If you think you chose God, you have something to be proud of, what you did. But if you know God chose you, you have something to be grateful for.